Hey everyone, this is your host Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends but sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... (laughs) Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode... To the Woo. Brown Sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yo, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And, you know, we're coming hard this time, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> or or we're, we're, we got two episodes dropping. You know, we're, 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 you know, we're ahead of, ahead of ourselves today. <laughs> we are. And most importantly, this is the last episode for season two. This is our finale. The Can we get finale. a round of applause in your car while you're listening? Eh? I'm like, hold eh? up. Let me, let me, go. I actually got some, I got some cheers for you, Jigs. Hold on. All Let's right. Thank you, my fans. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Here's, here's some down. more. Here's some. Here's some more. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Oh, thank you. Stop it. Stop oh, it. Stop it. Stop. Yeah. 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 Thank you. But thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you, oh, thank you. No, that's the cool thing about the software we use. We have a little bit of background things if we need to. We, we, didn't, we, we didn't pay. Up. Yeah, we didn't have to pay people to um, hype us up. They just, you know, they just do it. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and also, we hype ourselves up. We don't really, yes. you know, <laughs> with yeah. or without. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good, GKX. Uh How do you feel, though? This is our last episode of season two. It's our kinda season kinda finale, pass, huh? GKX. Yeah. We yeah. Dropped, so this would be our 30th episode then, right? I believe our 30th episode. Yeah. Um, I feel, you know, I feel every every last episode, it's always so sad. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I, I think it's good. I think that we got some already good stuff planned for for season three, yep. and um, I think uh, it'll be it'll be great. It will, uh, and even just talking about season three because we're trying to plan ahead and you know be very proactive about this and sharing our experiences and our lives as Indigenous and Latino people. I think one of the things for me is we haven't really delivered on the because our tagline says we're two brown best amigos sitting around mm-hmm. a table, right, with yeah. our third best friend, which is you, <laughs> and we talk about how they'll they'll be. What is it? Tears. Laughter. Laughter. Joy, tears. Yep. Something. And we haven't done tears yet, Chica. Yeah, mean. we haven't. So, um, so that's definitely coming. That's definitely coming. <laughs> yes, that conversation I'm already – and it's crazy because, like, we mentioned in one of our episodes before about when it comes to, like, being brown men, like, when it comes to crying and our emotions, we try to yep. – or we're taught to not feel that. But, like, you know, it's okay to feel the feels. It's okay to cry and things like that. But it's still, for me personally, one of those things where I work on all the time. Like, I need to, yep. like, remember, like, it's okay. So yep. definitely looking forward to to the more vulnerable vulnerable conversation. But uh, yeah, it should be good. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Me too. And the thing too about that is if we don't normalize conversations on emotions, on what we're mm-hmm. feeling, especially as men of color and, and for anybody else really, uh, then, you know, the people will 
not uh, reach out for help when needed or will not be comfortable with speaking to their friends about what, you know, processing their emotions or crying if, if you need to. And that's okay. Yeah. And so we're here to kind of, you know, champion that and say it's okay and it's watch okay. us do it in season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, G-Gig. So uh, let's let's start it off with our Brownstone Person Spotlight. Who are you shouting out today? Okay. So my person shout out for this episode, um, it's going to be multiple people. You know, it's going to be my family. I want to give a shout out to my mom, my dad, my sisters, uh, my aunties, my uncles my cousins a lot of my family tune into the podcast so i want to um highlight them and just say thank you for always supporting me and uh, even though i was nervous that my family would listen because i'm like man this is some <laughs> some of the stories we share are like uh it's not for my auntie to hear or my uncle to hear or, you know but um shout out to my family i appreciate them for always holding me down always supporting me and just not just with the podcast but in life in general so shout out right. to you all i love you all and i'm gonna cry not serious but seriously though shout out <laughs> Shout out to my family. Appreciate it. No, absolutely. And uh, Chica, because it's weird because my brown sound person spotlight is actually going to my familia. <laughs> so, to my mama, my papa. <laughs> my, my abuela. <laughs> my abuelita and my tia and my tio. No, I I do want to thank my family so much for being so supportive of the Brown Sound Podcast. Mm-hmm. But actually, um, not just like my biological family, but my chosen family, like my friends. Yeah, uh, also, because I know a lot of a lot of my close friends have been listening and yeah I, I really like having conversations about an episode because you and I touch on our experiences but um, I have had conversations especially with some of my friends and coworkers, about some of the things we've said and they'll say I didn't know you had that experience but I had something similar and then they'll mm-hmm. share and I don't know it, it opens up the opportunity to have these conversations on these topics that you know otherwise just because of life maybe we wouldn't right. have touched on and so that's been that's been really incredible for me to be honest and so shout Shout out to all of you, my family, my close friends. I appreciate the love and support and yeah. for sticking with us as we navigate this uh, podcast journey. So, yep. Chica, also, let's... I was yes, going to say, too, ahead. I was like, before we start, also, so with the yeah. last episode, I, I thought about this the other day when I was driving to work. I was like, I forgot to mention this. So, I know in the last episode, we talked about music, and I mentioned I like to listen to Spanish music, but I didn't, like, make it, um, I guess, clear because I'm like, well, Spanish is a language and there's different genres of music in Spanish, but so I got to make it... I mean, I was like, let me I did just sound kind of weird like oh yeah I listen to Spanish music but it could be anything you know but my favorite you know I I, I do like what, what Angel said too like the band of music I like to listen to that too but I think my favorite genre of like Spanish music is bachata you know like I just oh, love listening yeah. I love listening to bachata because I feel like it's so so like passionate and so meaningful and the music like the beats good you know i'm like man canta todo. I'm just kidding. but like yep. i just i love it i love bachata so and people know if they have me on social media they probably seen my little brugal and bachata nights on <laughs> my stories and stuff because <laughs> that i'll tell you right now shout out to the dominicans because brugal and bachata i'm like it's just it just goes hand in hand it's perfect you know <laughs> so it's so so like perfect and i'm jelly of the people who actually know how to dance it because it's so beautiful like when mm-hmm. you watch people dancing bachata and also I I was I just saw something one of my uh, fraternity brothers posted on social media and he was like man if bachata doesn't make you cry and get in your feels because right. usually it's like love right. you know love songs I'm like then it's not really bachata <laughs> so it was right. it just made me yeah. think of that so no that's good Definitely. Kicks, yeah. yeah and what made me think about it too is because the other day I was coming to work and I was listening to um, Romeo Santos new album that dropped yeah. so, and it was like so I was like oh 
I was like, I forgot to mention I listen to this all the time. But uh, yeah, so that, I was like, I got to make that clear that up a little bit because I just said, yeah. oh yeah, I listen to Spanish music. And it's like, well, it could have been any type of genre, yeah. but yeah. Well, and I also know you like to listen to La Chona. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. And La Grupo Chona, of... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Grupo Firme, all of it, you know? I'm yeah. like, I, I wanna, I've been telling you, like, we got to go to those concerts, but I know you're not like, they're not your favorites. <laughs> they're uh, not your uh, favorites. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't know. <laughs> No, I just said that, you know, they're not your favorite, you know, because your favorite's uh, Jay Balvin. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, he's one of my favorite yeah. people, but yeah, yeah. No, you, uh, love, you no. love Becky G. It's, you said you like Becky G. I do, G. I do like she, Becky G. She's repping, yeah, she's also yeah. very, very attractive. Yes, no, and, um, no, Chikik, so what, <laughs> let's move on before yeah. you get me in trouble here with the music I like. Um, I want to talk a little bit about our stats because we we were able oh, to pull yes. some of our Brown Sound episode uh, stats mm -hmm. from Captivate FM. And so we're at an old... Uh, All-time downloads of sixty around sixty-five hundred uh, downloads. So that's a you know that's good for us because we started not thinking anything would happen with this. Yeah. But but let me tell you some of these other facts that I'm a little bit more like impressed on. Um, yeah, I'm actually it. speechless if I'm being honest about some of these. So uh, our all-time country count. So countries that have downloaded the Brown Sound podcast, Cheekex, we're at sixty-four. Woo! Sixty-four countries have down. I mean, and granted. Like, yes, maybe like a country maybe downloaded once, but it counts. So what? <laughs> yep, I'm it like, still counts. Still counts. That country, yeah. So, <laughs> 64 countries. Uh, we have been downloaded in 43 US states, which is really, really cool. We're almost at 50 Cheek X. I know. You know, I just need to go visit one of those places. I'm like, Listen I'm talking to, to you, North Dakota. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I want to share a little bit on the most downloads. Uh, so, Idaho has had the most downloads of all yeah. the states so thank you to our um home state for yeah. you know representing and, and supporting our idaho also, homies idaho homies and then washington is the number two most downloaded state in um and mm. followed by oregon which is number three and i wanted to share a, a little bit on the most downloaded episodes so the most downloaded episode for us is welcome to the brown sound which is our, was our very first episode from season one Woo. where you and i talked about <laughs> meeting each other and you know with our horrible audio quality you know the yeah, first well, episode <laughs> yeah i know i cringe at that because i every time I'm, i listen i'm like oh. I <laughs> sorry everybody but still um episode we're two we're better now or the second most downloaded episode is food and culture mm. um and then the third most downloaded episode was the body positivity and toxic masculinity those mm. were the three top downloaded episodes from season one and two um, yeah. and incidentally all those are from season one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we came out uh, with the guns blazing in season yes. one and in season yes, two we you know we you know we, we try and we see some schedule changes so we're good you know we're working on it but hey yeah yeah, yeah. stay tuned for season three way better yeah. um so our most downloaded guest episode um the number one most downloaded guest episode so that we had a guest in mm -hmm. was our mental health with our special guest Ofelio flores resendiz jr so jr's mm -hmm. episode was one of the the most 
most downloaded as a guest, yeah. followed by the conversation on uh, death and life with our friend Jorge Sleepy Carriga. So, you know, that was that was a yeah. good episode for me because I remember talking about like our relatives and planning mm-hmm. out, um, you know, when you leave, yeah. when you when yeah. you're gone, or, and that was kind of tough. And but that was that was a good combo too. So I I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us and listening Definitely. to what we have to say. We realize we're just everyday people and yeah, that happen to be sure. Latino <laughs> and indigenous, uh, but we have this opportunity to share life through our lens and that's mm-hmm. that's been really fun if I'm being honest. So Yeah, definitely I agree. I think it's cool that like the Pacific Northwest have been like our top three downloaded states, you know, Idaho, Washington, yeah. Oregon. I'm like, hey, shout out to our area. Obviously there's parts of Washington and Oregon and Idaho that are, you know, my ancestral homelands with the Nimipu. So I'm like yeah. it's just it's it's pretty cool to to get the support and um especially in Idaho, you know, because <laughs> Uh, I, if you've been to Idaho, you know, I always say Idaho and Florida are like first cousins. You know, there's always a bunch of weird <laughs> shit going on here. So like, uh, yeah. for us to have like so many downloads in Idaho and it's crazy. Cause like we had downloads, not just like in big areas like Boise, but we have places like in Lewiston and like Coldesac yeah. and Grangeville. Like there's these small little towns here in the area that I'm in. And I'm like, wow, I'm surprised that we have people listen there because it's such a country backwoods area. So I was just yeah. like, oh, well, cool. But, um. Um, yeah, definitely shout out to our home state, the 208. Uh, I mean, we can still make some improvements politic-wise, but for, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's it's exciting, and like you said, you know, we're just average Joes here. And <laughs> next thing you know, <laughs> yeah, I I was gonna ask you, so let's let's touch on our topic because it kind of deals yeah. with this right now. So first and foremost, I wanted to ask you from the past two seasons that we've been on, like what episodes out to you specifically like what are you thinking like man that was probably one of my favorite episodes um mm. what are you thinking um i'm like let me pull those lists back up just kidding but no yeah. i think for me one of my like i think like my favorite episode um had to be the talking about like the body positivity and toxic masculinity because i feel like that's something that our communities definitely need work on and so that we as you know latino and indigenous men we get to bring light to that topic and kind of spread awareness in a way like hey like you know like it's okay or to be mm-hmm. you know emotional or it's okay to be confident in yourself you might you know we, you know might not be the skinniest or like you know buffed out or nothing but like that doesn't mean anything to like you know yeah. and I got so many compliments from people about the body positivity one because like we're in a time now where body positivity is like finally being recognized like it's just it's it's pretty cool to see and so that's probably one of my favorites and obviously the one with Junior, you know, that was so fun. <laughs> a lot of good laughs. <laughs> and uh, I love the one with my cousin Tori, you know. I'm just oh, so, yeah, that was fun. I'm just so proud of my cousin Tori, too, because she's just, um, she's just like a, she's just always had this, like, leadership quality to her. And so this kind of goes into our topic later, but she, she did speak at one of our community meetings on right now about enrollment. And so our tribe is making, trying to make changes to our enrollment process. Yeah. And so just hearing, hearing her speak up at that meeting I was like wow like that's dope to see because it's like there's so many young leaders in my community but a lot of times um, we're not always given the opportunity to share our thoughts because sometimes you know we have to be respectful to our elders or to you know yeah. the older generation so sometimes it could be a little tough so I just was like so I'm just yeah that episode with Tori was cool and just cool to see her step into her leadership role in our community too so those yeah. are probably my favorite ones um, what about you? Yeah so for me I think one of my all time 
favorite episodes was probably the imposter syndrome episode where we oh, talked yeah. a little bit about, uh, you know, feeling doubts in ourselves about entering spaces that are not meant for us or, you know, that we see ourselves in often, people of our communities. And I know that I have been kind of just navigating some new ter- territory with my promotion. Um, and that's kind of been helping me really reflect about, you know, I, I belong where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot to contribute and, you know, what, what I bring to the table has value and so that's that's been really cool for me to kind of navigate and reflect on but um all the times that you and i have just been able to kind of kick back and laugh about some of our (laughs) memories that's always fun um and definitely the junior episode was fun with javi was fun i i really like that i got to meet tori and you know some of the other folks um that have been on because like I, I don't get to meet people often. I don't live in a reservation. So it's hard for me to come across folks that are um, indigenous. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to celebrate and champion too as much as I can when I see folks from our communities, um, you know, prospering and doing good things. And, you know, Tori was graduating. I think she probably yeah. just graduated already. She had some tests, right, going on. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, she recorded. I think, I believe, did she record on campus too, right? I think. Yeah, she did because yeah. she was studying for her exams. And so that's so cool to me that you know we get to be a part of um, those kind of discussions and seeing people mm-hmm. grow and bloom and um you know come into their their leadership and their their spaces there on in, in our communities and outside too yeah definitely definitely so so let me ask because you brought it up what is going on with the nimipu enrollment process can you, woo! Can you <laughs> um <laughs> i'm like woo no yeah so every like a federally recognized tribe has an enrollment process where they are based Based off of whatever that tribe has it set up. So each tribe has a different enrollment process. Um, so I can only speak off of that. But for mine, uh, my tribe, right now, our resolutions committee is taking public input from all the communities within our reservation and, and tribal membership to make changes to our enrollment process. So like right mm-hmm. now, to be enrolled in this purse, you have to be a fourth uh a quarter Nez Perce blood, but there's a lot of tribal members who don't meet the one four. So, but they, you know, are still Nimipu. They grew up here and practice the culture and things mm-hmm. like that. So right now, what what the resolutions committee committee is doing is going to each community to hear feedback. And um, I've been to one of the meetings and, and I've watched one on Facebook Live. And for the most part, I which I'm very proud of, my people are are for improving our enrollment process because right now our numbers are getting lower and um, that's kind of scary for any tribe to have low numbers like you know because if there's no membership then there's no there's no treaties that the U.S. government has to uphold so yeah um, so we're right now we're working on trying to get people enrolled and I don't have the right answer for what should be the right way to do it Um, but I think you know, our tribe needs to do some work. You know, I feel yeah. like we need we need to really step away from like the colonial mindset because there was some some people mentioned like when it comes to like saying like, well, I'm full blood Nimipu or I'm only half or I'm quarter. And it's like, but normal, like other people don't identify their selves by like a fraction, you know, like that's just yeah. dogs, dogs, horses and native people. So um, 
it's weird. It's 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 like I think we really need to step away from that colonial mindset. Yeah. And, and so chick chickx, could I like I need some? I guess for me to understand and maybe folks too that are listening. Um. So what is this blood quantum thing? So you have to be a certain percentage to be like accepted enrolled. as someone as a member. That's the word enrolled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so blood quantum basically it's like it's a fraction system where it determines whether you are Indian or not. Um. Okay. So. But that's not, but blood quantum is not a native, it's not an indigenous thing. We've never had to go by that until the U.S. government got involved. So basically, basically what the U.S. government did with blood quantum is they set it up to where our tribes and our people would eventually wipe away because obviously everyone, I mean, our tribes are, a lot of our tribes are small. And so if there's, you know, say if your tribe is small, like for example, for me, um, it's hard to try to date on the res because you're going to be related to somebody. So then it makes it harder to have more Nesper's blood or kids or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, basically blood quantum, it's just a way that the U.S. government tracks how many tribal members are in a federally recognized tribe. And it, it almost seems like a like a genocide tactic a little bit. Yeah, like, it is. It definitely is a modern day genocide. Um, I mean, and it's the thing too, is like every tribe has its own ways of enrollment and stuff. And so there's, there's different ways to have your numbers boosted and enrolled. So like what right now is what they're working on is they're trying to, have everyone that's enrolled from like I can't remember what the year is but everyone that's on the enrollment list be bumped up to full blood four fourths and so then that would help out some people who um you know might not reach the fourth you know yeah would- it's it, and it's blood quantum also like it um it really puts a divide in our in our communities you know it makes some people who are enrolled feel maybe more like they're on a higher pedestal because they're enrolled against our ones that aren't enrolled you know but um and it's 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 sad but uh yeah that's it's a lot it's a lot because <laughs> I'm like dang it it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Harry Potter where like you're like a full <laughs> wizard or not or you know like yeah it's uh, it's not I'm not comparing both but it's like that's the mindset right that if you if you are in then you must be better than those that are not mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of yeah that's how some people think i don't think that way i i'm yeah. not one who you know blood quantum does not define who i am and it shouldn't yeah. define who any indigenous person is um i made a post on one of my social medias about like how blood quantum it's not our way and it never has yeah. been and uh you know blood quantum doesn't define you as an indigenous person but your ancestors do do. you know like yeah. blood quantum is not going to tell you if you're full or half or whatever that that's not going to define your you know your your identity in your community and things like that but um and i think yeah. it's important to say things like that because there are a lot of people who think that it does define them yeah. and and it, it just it's a lot of it's kind of historical trauma too you know a lot of it comes yeah. from the historical trauma but yeah it's so that's one thing that's going on right now and that's what i mentioned with tori she spoke up at one of the meetings and that's what she said like you know blood quantum is not our way and what what defines us as like a Nimit person is you know our heart and our and our community and our the way we live our life like you know things like that is what should define a, a Nimit person not your blood quantum and so, Chikex, so that's that's so that's 
not funny, but it's interesting that you bring that up because in my community, some people also like, ha there's kind of like this hierarchy of if you don't do enough Latino things or Mex in my, cause I'm, I have Mexican or, and have Mexican ancestry. It's if you don't do enough Mexican things then you're seen as not Mexican enough, which is kind of mm -hmm. weird. Um, but there's still that same thought. The interesting thing to me though, is you may have folks that are born in Mexico, but are raised here in the U S they get more, um, kind of adjusted to way of life here so that you know they don't follow traditional cultural things that you know they're mm -hmm. they're american they're 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 from the u.s even though they were born in mexico but then we have folks that are born here and are really tied to their you know cultural mm -hmm. ties and they celebrate all the holidays and it's like for i mean in my community anyways there's like really no right or wrong way to be mexican right. uh, you're just you know it's it's wherever you're at it's whatever your experience is at um and so that I always find it so weird because growing up, I, I shared with people that I had primarily white friends. I a lot of times I was I was told, oh, you're not you you you're a wannabe white person. You're you know they they call gringo or like words like that, and definitely not the same. But it's so interesting how our communities ourselves will like you know yeah. put each other down on on uh, if you're enough of something uh, enough right. of the culture to be be part of it. So can I ask you something? Are there people? Yeah. It, um, that think this shouldn't change that are like, no, we need to keep it as is. Um, yeah, Very yeah, well there's, missed. yeah, there's been a few people who have been against this, um, you know, the, the changes to, or the move, like, you know, the movement to make changes. There's definitely been tribal members who are against it. And, um, to me, I'm like the way I see it and the way I'm taking it as is it's only going to help us, you know? Because I think what people tend to think is like, well, now everyone's going to have our resources. Everyone's going to get our, our money or things like that. But like the Nespers tribe, we are not a per cap tribe. We get like one per cap maybe every, I don't know, every other year or so. And it's always like 500 to 600 bucks. It's not a lot of money, you know. It's nothing that you can yeah. like live off of. So my tribe has never been a per cap tribe. So we have people who think that when we enroll more people that we're going to get like less money or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case because there was um, someone who works in our in our grants writing office for the tribe. He mentioned that like with the more membership that the Nespers people have, the more opportunities to secure more grant funding with higher numbers. So, you know, you know, it's, it's only helping us. It's not going to hurt us. It's what's going to hurt us is if we don't have any more enrolled tribal members. And then, you know, then they don't have the, the U.S. don't have to uphold our treaties. They don't have to, you know. So, um, yeah, I've been seeing on social media like a half and half some people are against it some people aren't and and for me personally i'm all for whatever changes need to be done to improve our enrollment process i'm all for it and i think people should realize that like with time things evolve so like even with our own mm -hmm. language like our language we have words for things that you know obviously weren't back then but you know things evolve so yeah. um there's not there's not one look for what a nimi person or an indigenous person should look like so i think a lot of it yeah. comes it stems from obviously colonization and the historical trauma and things like that. But I think, you know, times are changing and we don't have really any, you know, full blood Nimi people anymore. You know, but we have a lot of, um, I personally have a lot of, you know, biracial family members, you know, yeah. whether they're half, half black, half white, or, you know, half Latino or whatever, whatever the case may be. But, um, but yeah, I, I think people should really just step away from the thought of like, 
what I think, I don't know. It's it's just it's one of those things where it's like we just need to have an open open mind, open heart right. moving forward and, and we should want to boost our enrollment, you know? And I'm like That's yeah. I'm she like I'm trying to, I was like I'm trying to have more kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like well, yeah, pr- now the pressure the now the pressure is really on. I'm like we got to have more <laughs> yeah. nest subscribers and like dang, I would have like 40 kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to ask Chigex, uh so what benefits do you get from being an enrolled tribal member? Um, so for us as enrolled tribal members, we uh, so like any any type of money per cap we get from like our gaming revenue comes to enrolled members only. And what um, is per cap, Chica? So a per cap is like a check. It's like a it's, okay. It's like a whatever the casinos make like in revenue, our tribe will get um, a check from it. But but our casinos don't do big numbers like other casinos like the Coeur d'Alene or you know the Seminole. Yeah. Or things like that. So uh, we don't really get checks a lot, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, but the benefits that we do have, like our social services, they offer all kinds of support, like for funeral costs, um, travel emergency costs, uh, things like that. And um, even the tribe offers like back to school clothes, shopping money, you know. Oh, so that's nice. there's there's different things that our tribe offers to enrolled members. Um, but it's not a lot. It's not a lot where it's like you know people are gonna be missing out if we have more enrolled members it's like um i think that's like one of the biggest misconceptions that people are thinking that with more enrollment that they're going to have less of whatever they're getting but it only mm-hmm. but it, it obviously helps it gets more there's more funding for more yeah. tribal members and stuff like that so and uh let me, if it's okay let me ask yeah. uh, so what do you call folks who can enroll are they do people not see them in a, as an Esper's member yeah i mean yeah um know, yeah so so any person who's not enrolled i guess would be considered like a descendant but um and i think that's mostly for like the government way of seeing things but like it depends yeah. on, and i mean to say that it depends on the person because for me i don't see any of our enrolled tribal members as someone that's less than me or because i'm enrolled or nothing like i feel like if you grew up nimipu and you know it's in your heart and you know our culture and our way of life and the language and you 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 know have the nimipu heart i feel like that's what makes you nimipu it's not your status of whether you're enrolled or not yeah but um yeah. but there's definitely a lot of tribal members and and no disrespect to the older generation but there's a lot of older generation who think that like because they're not enrolled that they're not Nespers or they're not a part oh. of the tribe because of they're not enrolled but that's um that has to change you know like yeah. that mindset has to change and it's only hurting ourselves that's that's where I stand on it yeah and uh last question because <laughs> this has been well this has been really interesting to me because I, I've been your friend for this long and I, I didn't know those things you know I guess I should be better and be <laughs> asking more questions about like what's what's going on with you um in your community but I guess question is is like in a perfect world, Chicax, how do you see your tribe moving forward and changing their enrollment process? Like, because obviously to have more enrolled members, that would be more benefits. And mm-hmm. it, it also increases the likelihood of, you know, your the tribe like just thriving, being yeah. there for longer. Um, yeah, I think in a perfect world, I would say to enroll more people with just acknowledging, um, acknowledging our sister tribes. You know, we have, you know, we have the Umatilla 
Walla, the Cayuse, Walla Walla. You know, we have the Yakima. We have the, the Northwest tribes are all under like, or there's a few that are under the Sahaptin um, umbrella. So I think yeah. if our tribe were to acknowledge our sister tribes or acknowledge just all like, I don't know, Indian blood or recognize just Indian blood in general, that would help. Because mm -hmm. I know I know a lot of people who are like, you know, they either don't meet the one fourth because they're either, you know, mixed with different um, ethnicity or different tribes. You know, I have family members who they all got Indian blood, but they're not enough in each tribe to be enrolled. So, oh, um, so I have cousins who, you know, might be four different tribes and they can't be enrolled in either because of all the Indian blood. So I think what our tribe, sh what my tribe should do in <laughs> moving forward and to get people enrolled is acknowledge the Indian blood or, or acknowledge our sister tribe's blood or just, you know, I think acknowledging that would help and it would mm -hmm. definitely boost our numbers up. Um, but yeah, in a perfect world, I mean, I mean, I think in a perfect world, we wouldn't have to do this, you know, <laughs> like being <laughs> the government, like, yeah. like I would, in a perfect world, the government wouldn't, you know, control us like this, but uh, it's kind of just, it's what we have to do for now and that's just what it is. But, but yeah, and that's the thing too, is like for me, like um, I just, when I just got, I got my certificate of Indian blood. It's like a little thing. It's like a little paperwork. It tells us how much percentage of Indian we are. And um, when I got mine, I and it's and it just com it comes from being raised in a different way of like thinking how we were kind of forced to think. So when I got mine, I was like seventy percent Indian. I think it was like sixty nine percent or something. But I was like, what the hell? You know, I'm like, I'm a I'm a C Indian. No, I'm just kidding. But like, I I was that. But that it didn't like for me. It was weird. I'm like, what? But I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't think like that because I'm still Nez Perce. I'm still, you know, native. But it just threw me off because I'm like, oh, where the hell is that other 30% from? You know, or what is it? I don't know. Latino chicks. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what, what the other 30% is. And But that's the thing, too, is like I had to tell myself, like, that doesn't mean nothing. Like, you know, being whatever percentage native like i know i'm nimi poo and i you know but um and that's the thing too like with my parents both of my parents are enrolled in this purse and my dad is just shy of being four fourths and my mom is shy of being i think a half or less than a half but technically my siblings and i have more nespers blood than my mom does mm -hmm. and so my siblings and i so say if i were to have a kid with a non-nest purse or even a non-native my kid could still be enrolled because they'd be considered half oh i see and then my grandma kid would be enrolled because it'd be a quarter but but, but yeah anything that, after that it would be whatever but that's only if i were to have kids with a non-nest purse or a non-native but there's families that don't have that you know there, there's families who um you know you can't you can't like help who you love or who you fall in love with or whatever so right i think that's one thing that people well, should love is love cheekix yeah <laughs> And I think too, it's like, um, oh, I was gonna say, something. I can't remember what I was just gonna say, but maybe Sorry, it'll come back to me. But yeah, no, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, just moving forward, I know my tribe needs to do, and that's the other thing too, is like, you don't have one set, say we make one change now, that doesn't determine that for the rest of the years like the tribe can keep making changes until we get it right you know so yeah. um i think people need to realize that you know we, we got to have an open mind and an open heart moving forward that's that's pretty much yeah pretty much a cheek x but yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah no, it's a lot it's 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 a it's it's a hard topic to talk about but it's not hard in a way it was like being completely honest about it you know like it, it's just it, i can understand where people's feelings can get hurt and stuff like that and and every one of our families 
here all has some type of connection to you know either it's a family member or themselves or a parent who you know ha- has those I don't know I don't know if you call it like a struggle of like trying to get enrolled or I don't know what the right wording is for that but it's it's all of it is it's all relatable you know yeah absolutely cheek eggs and it's interesting to me um as a non-indigenous person uh just seeing those th- some themes right in in those kind of conversations about how we other other people of your community mm-hmm. um that's that's pretty common in mind too cheek eggs and it's it's unfortunate sometimes that that we do that because it sucks a little bit yeah. but but uh hopefully there could you know there'll be discussions and you know it'll it'll lead to a good outcome for for, for, yeah. your, for your for your tribe definitely so. all right cheek let's jump into thank you for sharing that and let's <laughs> uh let's jump into something um something different so what are some <laughs> let's each share five things that you do not say to people of our communities um how do you feel about that yeah yeah i i i think that's good because i know we kind of touched on it last time but i think it's good that we just remind people like hey Hey, you might, be you might, you might mean well, but don't say this. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you want to go first, go for yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. So, um, some of these questions might be parallel to to folks of your community too. So let me know if 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 that's mm-hmm. the case. But um, Latinx Heritage Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, Latino Heritage Month is coming up September fifteenth to October fifteenth. September fifteenth is Mexico and a couple other countries' uh, Independence Day, and the reason for why Latinx Heritage Month is celebrated between half of September, half of October is because a lot of Latin American countries' independence days fall between those time frames. And so when you're speaking to folks, when you're thinking about, you know, the contributions that Latino folks have had in the smaller and larger global communities, um, you know, I I implore you to consider um, the questions that you ask. If you're coming from a place of you want to grow and you want to learn, great. Uh, But also if you ask and maybe you're unsure of how a question will land, think about it before you do right and maybe just ask a close friend or google it right because google's free and you won't Mm -hmm. offend anybody that way but (laughs) i we want to thank you for being um you know, great allies for us in our communities uh, when when you're trying to find out this information just for your own personal growth, right? But um, a question to not ask someone who's Latino would be, uh, you know, if you're referencing immigration, asking, well, what is your status? You know, do you have a green card? <laughs> those would be, uh, you know, those would definitely give you some looks uh, if yeah. you ask questions like that. So absolutely, in no way, shape, or form, does that even matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not any information you need to know unless, um, you know, someone disclosed that to you but usually folks um you know just don't ask don't ask that question and then um another question to kind of be mindful about is you know oh you speak spanish so you must be mexican pretty often especially here in the west coast the latinos you might come across will probably most most often be mexican that's that's true however not everybody who speaks spanish is of mexican descent right Mm -hmm. we have large communities of Hondurans, uh colombians uh folks from el salvador right and other areas of Latin America. Right, the Cari- the Caribbean, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, in your mind, if who you mostly are around are uh, Mexican folks, great. And if you know that, even better. But never assume that just because someone can speak Spanish that they are of Mexican descent, because that is absolutely not true. The other thing I've heard that kind of relates to this is people saying, "Oh, you're listening to Mexican music," when they just mean Spanish music. Spanish. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so, I mean, there's Latino genres, and you know, if they're Spanish mm-hmm. in a song, it doesn't necessarily make 
get a Spanish song, right? It's, it's not from Spain, uh, but uh, just things to kind of be aware of. And then I know I've gotten this before, probably because of the way I dress and maybe sometimes because of the way I speak or how I speak is, uh, but you don't look Mexican, but you don't look like members of your community, right? That's mm-hmm. offensive sometimes because it's like you're othering us uh, yeah. from from our identities, from our cultures, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and another one might be, well, you know, why do you, and this is, <laughs> I always ask, well, what do you mean by you all? But when folks say, oh, well, why, why do you all do that? What do you mean by you all, right? That That's always a little, yeah, that's always a little, yeah. I always do the double take, like, what what did you mean by you all? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just become a habit for me to kind of check people sometimes when they, well, all the time now, whenever yeah. they, they ask a question <laughs> like that. Well, what do you mean by you all? Can you clarify that, please? And then people squirm because they realize like, what, oh, what they just did. Yeah, yeah, what they just did with that. And I think the last thing it's not a question and i will always give like you know grace and um opportunity for growth in this but butchering uh someone a latino's first or last name Mm -hmm. right or can i just call you you know whatever because it's Mm -hmm. easier for me that is one of the biggest pet peeves that i have right when folks will try to shorten your name or give you a nickname if you didn't give them permission if that is not your nickname that you shared with them and said hey you can definitely definitely call me that um people saying i can't pronounce Gonzalez, or I can't pronounce, right? Gutierrez, or I can't pronounce the name Citlali, right? Um, if it's hard for you, practice, 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 yeah. but never ever ask somebody to give a short name, a nickname, or can I just call you Q because I can't say your name? No, that is the rudest thing you can ask somebody. Um, and personally, as I've grown and leaned into my identity, I, I my nickname is Javi and I go by Javi, but if you're not a close friend, you, you can call me Javier. And if you can't say that practice it because if you don't address me as such i will definitely call you out on it so that is a uh, yeah you know we right there chicks what about you period <laughs> you're like punto just kidding <laughs> okay yeah so definitely going to you know repeat what you said about not telling someone well you don't look native or you don't look indigenous because that is so <laughs> problematic. Like I had mentioned before, you know, times have changed. There's not one set look of an indigenous person or what we should look like. And, um, you know, for so long, the media and the U.S. education system, you know, they have this image on like what we are supposed to look like. And so um, it just takes away how different and unique all of our nations are. And, you know, like I said a million times before, indigenous people, we're not a monolith. You know, although we might have similarities we do have our own languages customs and cultures and things like that um another thing not to say is oh i thought you were all gone or oh i thought you all were extinct or you know things like that because people again going back to the u.s education system you know they do a horrible job at teaching indigenous you know history like correctly so um for us to be in the spaces that weren't meant for us saying things like that can be really harmful because gaining representation and visibility is already hard enough so when you say things like oh i thought you're extinct you know it's just like no like we're not dinosaurs you know (laughs) although although according to res dogs we do have the dinosaur oyate just kidding (laughs) (laughs) definitely if you haven't watched res dogs go watch on hulu um another thing not to say especially to an indigenous woman a native girl uh, Rez girl, uh, don't ever say, oh, you look like Pocahontas. 
because oh. that will definitely get you probably popped maybe <laughs> probably get you some stares no no but seriously don't reference indigenous women to pocahontas because the disney movie is actually based off of a young um indigenous girl named matoka i hopefully i said that right um yeah. but the movie ignores the violence and the colonization of white settlers on indigenous people so uh yeah don't ever say things like that because i've uh, you know i I've, I've witnessed some tough indigenous women when you say things stupid like that, you know. Um, another thing is, you know, don't question how native or how indigenous someone is. Like like what I mentioned earlier, like what percent are you or how how native are you? Things like that, you know. Um, yeah. Or, you know, so don't ever question. Don't question us. No. And then the last thing, you know, don't tell us about your ancestry.com results. Don't tell us <laughs> my great, great, great grandma was a Cherokee princess. You know, we didn't have those you know so uh don't ever don't ever bring that up to anyone because most likely we're just gonna roll our eyes and be like oh you're one of those people so um yeah a lot of the times just just save yourself the embarrassment and just keep that info to yourself <laughs> yeah is that a common uh occurrence gx that folks will come in like non-indigenous folks will come in and just say yeah i'm like 132nd oh my god cherokee or something isn't cherokee the yes. too and i feel so bad for the cherokee tribe because like they are always the go-to like everyone is like oh yes my you know I'm, I'm a 16th cherokee that's why i have high cheekbones or things like that and i'm like uh like i don't know the cherokee people i know um definitely i wouldn't say look like the people who claim they're like a you know like a, their grandma was a cherokee princess and things like that uh yeah. but yeah no i that's i always feel bad for the cherokee nation because they are always the go-to everyone always is someone's cherokee in their family and i'm like <laughs> Wow, is there like a million Cherokees? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is, that's very common though. Even, even that happens a lot, even in our area, because obviously the Nez Perce people, like we're just the best. No, I'm just kidding. But like a lot of people we do have, I've heard some people say, oh yeah, like my great, great, great grandma, um, she, she was Nez Perce. And, but then it's like, mm, you know, kind of like, are you just saying that? Cause you want cool points or like, cause sometimes it's some rando, you know, I'm like, okay. Very cool. Like you haven't had any conversation, but yeah, like want to share that. Yeah, that talks. Like, oh, congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're welcome. No. <laughs> All right, cheekicks. No, I. You know, and we're not here to police people on their yeah. language or how to think, but we do want to be helpful on if you do want to be a good community member and you do want to support mm -hmm. Latinx and Indigenous communities. Ways to make us feel welcomed are not ask us those questions. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Right. So, all right. Let's move on to our shades of brown shady questions. Cheek eggs. What are our questions today? Ooh. So these shady questions are going to have you sweating. Cheek eggs. Are you ready for these? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you haven't listened before and this is your first time, the shady question segment for Brown Sound Podcast goes: we get to ask three shady questions, and we only get out of answering one. Or you can answer all three if you are brave. So the first. First question goes, which friend would you not take dating advice from? <laughs> or number two, which friend of yours is the smartest? Mm. <laughs> and three, which sibling and one friend that can't be you or I, like you can't choose each other, okay. would you rather go on a vacation with? 
okay. Okay. So I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try them all, but let's let's go. So it's which friend snow. would you not take dating advice from? I feel like who has the most dysfunctional relationship? Just kidding. All. <laughs> yeah. Who has the most uh, toxic relationship? <laughs> yeah. No, uh which friend would you not take dating advice from? I I don't I mean who <laughs> I'm okay, I'm gonna circle back to this one, okay? Okay. Um which friend of yours is the smartest? I think <laughs> that um I think that I would say like I think you're smart, Chica X. But I also <laughs> think of I think of smart in different ways. So I think smart as intelligent, but there's also like street smart versus book smart. And then for me, there's also another level of smart, which is like being strategic, kind of, you know, like in your mind, you're mm. thinking of, of the next steps. Even though you don't have all the knowledge, you have this ability to kind of just consider all aspects of things before you act. And that mm. to me is being smart too. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think you would be my street smart <laughs> friend. That's something I don't have uh, personally. <laughs> like I, I know, but I don't, you know, I feel like you're more intuitive like that. And then um, like, I guess book smart i think maybe that would be like me <laughs> and then and then like my smart strategic you know kind of like and smart person i th maybe like hillary hillary's pretty bright you mm -hmm. know she seems you see really that smart. yeah definitely. yeah she's she's so maybe her and, and she's not. really good at that one board game where we had to like lie about strategic. who we are yeah yeah so i'm like she's good she's really good it. at board games so i think of her when i think of like smart like that i think of her you know what i mean mm -hmm. she's i'm she's not always, bored when i play yeah. those games because i'm also competitive in them and so you know what i mean i'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so um which sibling and one friend not you would i rather go on vacation with uh <laughs> <laughs> let's hear uh, it <laughs> okay so i i i love lalo <laughs> But he's on another level when it comes to, like, you know, just drinking and partying and have a good time. <laughs> he's like, you know, he would stay up late and I would want to go to bed at 10. And you know that because you've gone yeah, on vacation yeah. with me and I'm like, all right, Definitely. guys, it's late. You know, I'm kind of I'm not a wet blanket. I do want to have fun. But also I'm just my age <laughs> shows, I guess, when I vacation now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think maybe I would pick Christian because he, he's kind of more chill. <laughs> um, and then Chopes isn't like, I, you know, she's younger than me by nine years. So I haven't really been out like partying or vacationing with her mm -hmm. and she's a little bit younger so i think maybe just christian then um and then which friend i think i would drag little john because oh yeah <laughs> he would be fun to travel with is, I think. yeah yeah He's fun. He can hang. He's go with the flow. He's not a needy traveler friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like Christian doesn't have that attitude either. So I think maybe that I would take both of them. And then which friend would you not take dating advice from? I'm all. I'm gonna steal Keanu. Yeah. I was like, that was my answer. <laughs> Oh, good size. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So, which friend would I not take dating advice from? Well, since you stole my answer, Kiani, I will probably have to say. Uh, I'm about to say. Oh my gosh, Sienna. Um, just because Sienna, you know. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even take my own dating advice. See that, to be honest. But, but yeah, if I had to choose somebody, since you stole Kiani, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say it. I'd probably say Sienna. You know, she's um, she's funny. Anyways, uh, which friend of mine is the smartest? I would definitely say you, because you, I, you know, I just 
feel like you're really smart. Oh, and um, you. which sibling and one friend, not you, would I rather go on vacation with? So I've actually gone on vacation with my siblings a few times and it's not my favorite. Um, <laughs> again, I'm the only boy out of three sisters, so I am. Uh, I'm used to the different attitudes and the, the strong personalities. So I think if I had to choose a sister to travel with, um, I would probably say. Oh my gosh, I don't know because Betsy, Betsy's Betsy when she travels, she like wants to do her things first. Then everyone could do something. So I don't, I don't really. Oh, I'm like, oh uh, yeah. But then I'm like, but then my sister Loretta, I'm like she's got kids, two little young kids, and I don't know if I would want to travel two young kids. You know, I mean, I love my niece yeah. and my nephew, but if I was going to travel, it's probably hard to travel with young children. So shout out to the parents that do. Um, you know what? I'm. Oh, but then there's my sister Pauline. She's also very strong, opinionated. <laughs> Um, I'm going to just have to say, I'll probably have to say bets, you know, because we okay. don't have, we're the last two of our siblings out of our sibling group that don't have kids. Um, so I feel, and she likes, she's, yeah, she's fun to turn up with. So probably have to say bets, even though she likes to do all her things first, but I probably, because I'm the older brother, I'd be like, nope, we're not doing that. No, I do what I want to do. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah. and if I had to choose a friend to travel with us, um, I would probably say, mm, I would probably say Kanisha because Kanisha. Oh. She's always a good time, and we've all us three have gone out before um, to like turn up and stuff. So yeah, Kanisha's definitely yeah. fun. Um, but Mateo's he's a good turn up crew too. But he's also kind of like you, you know, he's ready to like go to bed at a certain time. So um, <laughs> Kanisha would keep the party going. So I might have to just stick with Kanisha. Okay, that's what I was gonna say to you guys because I'm like, you have that good will they won't they energy, and we're all here for it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I guess that leads us next to our, our last language lesson. I know we kind of skipped a few, but hey, this is our last episode of the season. So I thought yeah. it'd be good that we teach y'all how to say see you later. Yeah, I'm ready. So and how to say see you later in the Nespers language is kots a hechnu. Kots ha hechnu. Kots a hechnu. Hechnu. Kots a hechnu. Kots a hechnu. Yep. Kots a hechnu. Wow. Cheekex. There you go. See you later, Cheekex. See you later. <laughs> and uh, to say it in Spanish, uh, you would just say nos vemos. Nos All right? vemos. Nos vemos. You always get it right on the first try and I, <laughs> I'm like, I'll style struggle. I think, our lang my, I think my language is a little bit harder than Spanish. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different um, hachs and tas yeah. and things in there. But, um, and, um, you know, shout out to my Spanish teacher that taught me Spanish and, uh, you know, in college and stuff like that. Well, you know? and also you've traveled a lot. Like you've been in Cuba, you've been in Mexico, you yeah, were so my... at Casa Gomez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I speak a lot of more Spanglish, I think, you know, I yeah. gotta, you know, it's, you know, it's, it is. I'm always it is. impressed by how you can speak to like my mom because my mom will ask you questions in Spanish and you're like, <laughs> you're like, no sé, no sé. <laughs> I was Just all, no otro plato, cinco tacos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 otro más, otro más. 
just singing all the banda songs with everybody because you know the lyrics. Yeah. I'm always impressed, you kick. So I, you know, I appreciate that you like take the time to learn about like our culture and just kind of just fit in with the, with my family. It's always fun. Um, it's definitely. Likewise, Chikix. All right, Chikix. So what do we? What what's the end? Oh, uh, let's go ahead. With your and favorite. Your favorite segment. My favorite segment, which is the Thorn and Rose. Not for just this episode, Chikix. I would know what is your Thorn and Rose this whole season. Think back to all the episodes that we've done, all the people we've connected to, all the topics we've discussed. What is your Thorn? And what is your rose? Mm, I think the thorn for anything that I that we've done is always the tech issues. You know, I feel like yeah. it's always something. Wi-Fi connection, Wi-Fi on the res is horrible sometimes. So um, mm-hmm. I just had to say that. The rose is obviously, I think the rose is that we get to be on this platform to share our cultures and our experiences and our perspectives and be, you know, kind of a positive representation to our communities. Um, There's not a lot of, you know, representation for us positively in the media a lot of the time. So I think it's cool that we get to, you know, be that for our communities. And then and then also like the humor, like we get to like kind of make fun of ourselves or make fun of something, you know, like that's always cool. So I think that would be my rose, just being able to you know, utilize these platforms to just keep bringing awareness to things that are important to us in our communities. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I think one of my uh, thorns this season was, um, yeah, definitely the whole, like, trying to figure out the scheduling piece. <laughs> I want to tell everybody that uh, we have full-time jobs. We're not getting paid to do this. Uh, we would yeah. like to, so I could buy a yeah. testing, but yeah, um, <laughs> someone's out there. Uh, you know, when we're doing everything ourselves, you're doing the sound production, I'm doing the graphic design, designing and media piece of it and um you know when when it's not something you can commit your full time to it does get a little bit hard and that you know with our schedules changing and our lives and stuff that's that's been that's been a thorn but we do the best that we can with what we have and so i'm, I'm glad that we're pers- persisting right to make sure that we can continue to have the episodes um and my rose would be chica x i don't know if you do this but i have gone back and i have listened to some of the older episodes and i've been able to reflect on some of the things that we discussed like for example when we talked about the imposter syndrome um episode because i'm gonna touch back to that you know i was really feeling something about not feeling good enough right Mm -hmm. and just kind of realizing like where i was at then and where i'm at now with confidence in entering spaces i'm like i'm so glad that we share that because other people have talked to me about feeling the same way Mm -hmm. and now that i'm at a different spot in considering my value right in these positions that i get and these opportunities that i get i am more and more um you know getting more confidence and leaning into my identity too to say you're more than capable you're more than um qualified and you definitely have have a lot to bring to the table so mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. keep pushing that on folks and i w- want to say if you, if you feel that way push through d- the discomfort there is all this opportunity for you to grow and learn and there's a lot of us cheering and uh cheering and, and supporting and wanting you to to get to to a place where you feel confident that you've earned the spot you're in and so that's that's been kind of cool for me to be able to sit back and think about like the topics we've discussed and yeah. the growth that i've had my mindset definitely so that's that's one thing yeah, yeah cheek Period, Chica. <laughs>
After this, we got to go and celebrate another good season. You know, thank you again, Katsiaya Oikolo, for all the support. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. I know Javi appreciates Mm it. Uh, It's just so cool that uh, we, you know, have the the listeners that, you know, interact with us on social media. Mm -hmm. And even just, even the time, like, I'm running into people, you know, at different events where they're like, hey, I listen to your podcast. Or, hey, are you so, you know, like, that's always so cool. Or, like, when people are, like, you know, wanting to, like, oh, could we get a snap? Or could we get a picture? Or, you know, things like that. It's always, like, funny. It's cool. It's cool, but it's awkward sometimes. I'm like, oh, I, you know, it's just, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. But then they listen to the podcast and so they, you know, it's cool. Uh, next season, we'll definitely give out autographs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll set up a signing. We'll have to set up a, a autograph signing. How Ray will do a kissing booth for those uh, <laughs> that listen. No. I'm but, yeah, lips no. only. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I same cheek And I think I'm really excited for season three because something we're talking about is theme is emotion, emotions, right? And I feel like you and I are people that have high emotional intelligence and we're able to kind of just really discuss how we feel about things so that's going to be one thing for sure and you know resonates with folks but we also understand the different sides and perspectives so i'm excited for when we uh get to talk a little bit more about about that i want i want you to cry chicax i want to tease you just kidding but no i'm, I'm excited for for next season chicax thank you to, uh for doing this with me for being um you know a, a good friend in, in in this process and uh you know we'll we'll get it out we'll do some fun stuff yeah definitely i'm excited again thank you all so much if you haven't yet follow us on instagram at brown sound podcast if it's in your heart if it's in your heart to give us a five star rating, please do that. A ho, a ho. No, but seriously, if, you know, if you, if you like what you hear, give us a rating, give us a shout yeah. out, follow us on Instagram, uh, like my picture. Just kidding, no. But seriously, <laughs> yeah. seriously, y'all, y'all have a great one. Much love from the voice of the Nimipu Nation. No, it's kidding. Oh, well, that's my job. But uh, yeah, shout out, shout out to y'all. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks so much. We'll see you next season. Adios. Disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only. Cut CIO for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com.